0: Is fantasy football today from CBS Sports? Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Hey,
1: congratulations on your fantasy championship! Or not, or whatever, congratulations on a great season, and thank you for being with us the entire time. And by the way, we're podcasting during week 17, and by the way, we're podcasting two days a week during the off-season, so this is not it for us. But, welcome to the show, it's just Adam and Jamie today, Keith is uh, getting his Christmas on. Most people will be listening to this on Christmas, if they're listening at all. You can say whatever the heck you want to, no, actually that's not true, don't, don't even pretend I didn't even try to make that joke, Jamie, but Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, sir yippee ki mother bleeper. Hey. Okay, wow. Got nervous there. Got nervous <laughs> there. Uh, but, yeah, here we go. We're going to recap week 16. We're going to have some fun. I had breakfast with Santa today. It was wonderful. So, now, can I ask you a question? Yeah.
0: The uh, the team that you run that you say you don't run, uh, did your wife's fantasy team uh, make the playoffs and win championship? Clearly, she didn't make the playoffs. It just proves that I didn't run the team. Well, based on your year. No, that's not
1: <laughs> I made the playoffs. I made a lot of playoffs. I just did not win. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, how was your year? How was, how did today go?
0: Uh, so not, not great. Um, so five championships and I think I'm going to win one. I'm almost positive I'm going to win one. Um, and then two are still pending, but not looking good. And, uh, two just a disaster. Heath, Heath, uh, destroyed me in the, uh, fantasy football today finals. Unless Nick Foles has a seven touchdown day, um, it's happened before.
1: uh, It's happened before, yeah. Uh, so do you? Last year I knew why I didn't win more. I won one championship last year. I knew why, because I I avoided the running backs in the first round. I was worried, you know, they had a terrible year. I it was a great year for wide receivers, and at the end of the year, last year, yeah, last year, two thousand sixteen. And at the end of the year, I didn't have any David Johnson, any Ezekiel Elliott, or any Le'Veon Bell, and so I had good, I had very good teams. I didn't have a lot of like elite teams. Uh, this year, I don't know. I basically went mostly with like a one and one approach: one running back, one wide receiver in the first round. Um, and I had a, you know, I made the semifinals in five out of nine leagues, which looked really good, you know. And then I lost all five last week. So I'm hoping it was just, you know, I had a bad week at the wrong time. I had a lot of really good running backs. I don't I don't know. I can't pinpoint it. I had David Johnson in three leagues. That obviously I, I I don't know what the lesson is this year. I know what the lesson was last year and I adjusted. I went more running back heavy. Not entirely running back heavy, but more running back heavy. I don't know what I did this
0: year. I I, I don't think you could take a lesson from this year. Too many injuries. More so than usual, you think? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, just so many guys at the top that just got hurt. Yeah, especially the receivers. And the Rodgers injury really hurt me and a lot,
1: a lot of Packers, I mean, everybody did, but I don't want to make excuses. I mean, I got to I got to evaluate and see what I did wrong. But um I know it was it's so interesting, you know, you have one bad week and your year goes from being really promising to really disappointing. And uh oh, I I hope I hope you can get two or three titles, Jamie, but hey, one's better than none. I'll give you that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, you know, from a financial standpoint, obviously, you know, we, we kind of skirt the issue. We, we play these things for money. I, I'll come out on the positive side of things. So that's, that's always a good thing. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell, I say the same thing year after year. It, it takes skill to make the playoffs. I made the playoffs in 14 of 21 leagues. It takes luck to win a championship. I mean, you know, there have been some injuries the last couple of weeks and some, you know, performances that we didn't expect. That happens. It's just, yeah. you know, the unfortunate luck of the draw.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, the, the leagues I care most about are the ones that I play away from CBS sports. Cause I feel like we all think the same. We all have the same sleepers. We all have the same strategies. We all listen to the same advice. Uh, so I, I like to do well in those leagues. I didn't really have sure. many of them this year, unfortunately, but maybe, maybe more leagues next year against, uh, non-listeners, non-CBS people. And I'll try to dominate them with the advice from Jamie and David Heath. Who's the number one pick in the draft next year?
0: It has to be Todd Gurley, you know, barring any injuries right now. You know, I know we fell for this two years ago, but it, uh, it just looks like everything we thought this guy could be when he has the right things around him are happening. You know, he's, he's dominating in the passing game. He's clearly dominating in the run game. He's the entire offense. You can make an argument. He's the NFL MVP and I don't think anybody can argue with that if, uh, if that's the direction you want to go because the way he's carried the team this year and the way that he's closing right now, Without Wentz, with Brady struggling, I mean, th- those are the guys at the top of the list. Gurley is, is a, f- just a beast, an absolute, absolute beast. And he proved it today. He's gonna have, uh, well over 2,000 total yards. He's gonna be over 1,500 yards rushing, uh, 19 total touchdowns, so I'm sure he'll get over 20 after, uh, next week. So he's, Wait a uh, Hold he's on. awesome.
1: I wanna see if the stats page, stats page is updated. How many rushing guards, do you know how many he has right now? Cause I'm seeing him with 1305.
0: Yep, he's going to get 1,500 by the end of next week. Oh, come
1: on. <laughs> that's not going to happen. But, all right, right now in standard scoring leagues, like that's not even his best format. Standard scoring leagues, Todd Gurley has 302 fantasy points. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, with one game to play tomorrow, has 226. So that's a huge edge. I just want to see, like last year, David Johnson had 311. So Gurley's got 302. So he's probably going to beat Johnson. I don't know that it has to be Todd Gurley. I mean, I have, I think there's gonna be, there was a big three this year where you could make the case for any of them. I think there's a big four next year you could make the case for any of them. And the same, the same three, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell. Let, let's and just assume
0: that, uh, well, see, David Johnson is a little bit of a wild card because you have, you have a few things at play. Who's the quarterback and who's the coach? Absolutely, Yeah. So th- those are important for him. And then with Bell, is he a stealer?
1: Okay, assuming he's a stealer and assuming Roethlisberger's back, I think I think he's right up there. You know that any of yeah. I mean,
0: I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying those are those are some things we have to keep an eye on. Is who's who's the quarterback and who's the coach?
1: Yeah, and it's possible that if there's some for for Johnson, excuse me, if there's stability in Arizona, if there's stability in Pittsburgh. That the draft really begins at number five. <laughs> you know, it's like that'll yeah. be the first. Yeah, I mean, is, is
0: it Melvin Gordon? Is it, you know, any of the rookies? You know, is it Fournette? Is it Dalvin Cook? I don't think, well, I shouldn't say Cook. But is it Hunt? Um, you know, those those are the the candidates, I think. Antonio Brown will be there. I, I tell you what, if Cook
1: didn't get injured, I think he'd have a case. You know, if he's healthy. And same with
0: Fournette. If Fournette didn't get hurt.
1: Yeah, because, yeah. Those, oh, it's going to be so running back heavy. Heath and I talked about that on Wednesday's show, I think. There could be like the first eight picks or so could be running backs. And and you have Hunt finishing strong.
0: So he started the year strong, closing the year strong, and could be a monster again next year. And, and let's not forget, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are pretty damn good, too. Pretty good. Pretty damn good, yeah.
1: And Melvin Gordon. And Antonio Brown is a great pick, too, if you just don't want to risk it with a running back. But, uh, it, but I agree with you. I think, I think the top four is pretty much locked in in some order. And the thing about running backs is, I mean, they really, they're just, if you get a great one, they're just so advantageous. It's kind of like Gronk, too. You know what I'm trying to say. Like, those elite running backs are so awesome. And I don't know if my strategy is next year is going to be to draft a lot of running backs or to overpay for them in trade. Cause I feel like one of the tricks is like figuring out who the good, it's tough to fit to know on draft day who the great running backs are gonna be sometimes, like Todd Gurley, right? Todd Gurley was like, what, late second round, early third round pick. Um, Jay Ajayi was going a little bit before him, but you can pretty much figure it out within the first few weeks and then you just overpay like hell for them maybe. Maybe that's what I'll try to do.
0: Uh, well, I, I think what we're gonna end up seeing is, uh, like just looking at the way things could go, like, the, I think it'll be that next group, the, those four guys, and then, you know, the guys we mentioned, the Saints guys, uh, Freeman, Gordon, um, Cook, Fournette, Hunt, you know, th- that whole group. You know, there, there's probably a, a, a group of 12 to 15 that'll be at the, at the top. I think it's really that next group that will kind – of, whichever of the guys that emerges from that next group out of maybe Alex Collins um, – could be Derrick Henry. We saw DeMarco Murray limp off. Maybe he's done. You know, if Henry's the guy in there next year. Yeah. Uh, if McCoy is still hanging around, you know, the, the older guy that's going to fall clearly because we're all going to say he's going to be a bust. Um, Jay Ajayi, uh, Ajayi, you know, uh, assuming he's, he's the guy in Philly. Um, you know, that, that whole, that whole group of, of players, you know, that, that second tier, Lamar Miller, you know, I know, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, just kind of lump him in there. Um, th- there's going to be a, a strong, I think second group that two or three guys that we'll label as breakout candidates or bounce back, you know, like C.J. Anderson, those type of guys, you know, that that will have the opportunity, I think, to still be um, top fifteen to top twenty running backs that could emerge as uh, as a number one I Number one guy.
1: I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to fall for C.J. Anderson again.
0: No, but you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah, not, no, I'm not, I I'm not,
1: I, I'm not, I just I know he's coming you know, on strong at the end of the year, and I'm just I'm not gonna. I'm not going to right lie. It,
0: it'll be like the the Carlos Hides, the Christian McCaffreys, you know, those type of players that aren't going to be ranked in the top 12. It's going to be that 13 to 24 group that which is your favorite guy? Which one will you get in the 4th or 5th round and which one will end up being, you know, like this year's uh I don't know who would Mark Ingram.
1: I think that really that the most important thing I'm going to be looking for is probably which offense can take a jump. Just the Rams offense has just been incredible this year, and it was surprising. We definitely expected them to get better, but you didn't know what kind of effect Sean McVay and these new offensive linemen would have, and that's just been such a great, great jump. I, I mean, if you put, if you put Isaiah Crowell on the Rams, no, he wouldn't be anything close to Gurley. Gurley's a special talent. Crowell would probably be a top ten running back, I think, on the Rams. What do you think?
0: Uh, we we were talking about this today. Like, which are the two teams out of the playoff? Which are the teams out of the playoffs that have the chance to get into the playoff next year? And and I'll tell you, you know, is one of the names we just mentioned. Lamar Miller could have had a great season if Deshaun Watson was there all season long, because you saw some of the numbers that yeah. he put up when mm-hmm. when Watson was there. That that you know, it could be Deontay Foreman for all we know. But th- that that running back there, um, the Colts, if they let's just say commit to Marlon Mack and Andrew Luck is back. That's a team that can certainly turn the Definitely. Heads. And Carlos Hyde, if they add some more pieces around him, if he's still the guy there with Garoppolo. This offense, now I know Hyde's had some up and down moments. Two good games in the four starts, two mediocre games. But still, again, you, uh, to your point, though, about explosive offenses, you're seeing some things, you know, or, or you have seen some things over the course of the season that can lead you to believe, like, the Texans' offense with Watson, explosive. The 49ers' offense with Garoppolo has looked explosive. Those things with good coaches, at least in the 49ers case, with good players in, in the Texans case, with good quarterback play in the Colts case, those, those teams next year, those running backs could be very, very good.
1: Yeah. And we'll see where Josh McDaniels goes. I mean, there's going to be, he's probably got a good well, you chance. You know where you want him to go. Yeah. I wouldn't mind him going to the Giants. I mean, I, I believe that coaches can definitely turn their fortunes around in a second go around. You know, it's, you can't judge him by a failed first coaching tenure. Just look at his boss, Bill Belichick. And, uh, that'd be great, but obviously, teams gotta shore up their offensive lines as well, and the Giants are in that, in that boat. Alright, so listen, we're gonna, we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about that. Um, Let's do a little bit of Week 17 stuff. I'll give you the news and notes from Week 16, and you give me a little Week 17 spin on it real quick, Jamie. Uh, Joe Mixon left in the first quarter with an ankle injury. Giovanni Bernard had a huge game, one of the best running backs this week. They're at Baltimore next week.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a struggle for whoever the, the guy is there, because I think the Ravens have something to play for, and the Bengals. This might have been their, you know, go for broke type of game, last home game, maybe last home game for Marvin Lewis. So, if it's just Geo, uh, I think he's a safe number two running back, as Frank Gore just showed you. Mm-hmm. But if it's uh, if it's the combo of the two, I think it'll be tough to gauge. This is that's an, mixed as another player next year. That's gonna be very polarizing and can end up having a uh, a strong year. DeMarco
1: Murray hobbled off the field late in the fourth quarter with a sprained LCL. They have Jacksonville next week, and they need to win that game. If they win, they're in the playoffs. Uh, how much would you like Derrick Henry against Jacksonville if Murray's out?
0: If we think that Jacksonville is going to play their guys for the full game, then I would be a little bit hesitant to trust Derrick Henry. Um, if we think that Jacksonville is going to pull guys back because they're locked into the three seed, then Henry could have a big day.
1: They'd be locked into the three seed if the Steelers win on Monday.
0: Um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, so well, the Steelers, yeah, Steelers. Yeah, Steelers win, they'll be 12 and three. Jacksonville, I don't think can catch them.
1: Right, and you said the Chiefs are locked into the four seed, right?
0: Yeah, I don't think Jacksonville can catch them. Oh no, wait. Yeah, Jacksonville would be able to catch them next week if the Steelers lose.
1: If the Steelers lose, yeah, to the Texans. But
0: do the Jaguars have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I think it's conference record. A second, Jacksonville okay. is uh, nine and two. Uh, Kansas City seven and four. Okay, gotcha.
1: And they haven't played head to head. Um, Marshawn Lattimore had a butt pick. That was uh, that was fun. Butt picks are fun. Devonte Freeman has four fumbles in his last three games. Do you think uh, there's anything to worry about there for the Freeman owner or with Carolina next week?
0: Uh, no. And again, Carolina, depending on what time the game is, Carolina might not be playing for anything. So yeah, um, could be a good game for Freeman.
1: Evan Ingram left with a rib injury. And they've got the Redskins who can't cover tight ends. Are you going to start Red Ellison next week?
0: No, and I would imagine we, we haven't seen – we've probably seen the last of Evan Ingram this year.
1: Antonio Brown unlikely to be ready for the wild card round if that's where they are, but a uh, good chance they have a first-round buy. Russell Wilson had 93 passing yards uh, in this game. Yeah, failed Bonanza. I'll, I'll, I'll own it, uh, and I'll talk about that. Failed Bonanza. He did have 17 fantasy points, but 90, 93 passing yards. Uh, that's incredible. Samaj P. Ryan hurt his Achilles, Jamie. Uh, so he did play, which was annoying, but then he got hurt again. They're at the Giants next week.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it's, uh, if it's one guy, then I think you can buy into, you know, whether it's Bibbs or, you know, depending on what they decide to do, I would assume it's Bibbs. He was the second guy through. Um, you know, you, you'd be, um, I guess same thing, moderately excited about it. Jacksonville wide receivers Keelan Cole and Jalen Strong got hurt
1: in the fourth quarter. We'll have to check on them. Those are late injuries. Strong looked bad. The injury, Yeah. yeah. Um
0: I mean, you know, the, the, they'll probably get Alan Hearns up next week. He was close.
1: And Tyron Smith left after one series, you know, and that certainly contributed to the awful game for the Dallas Cowboys and for Dak Prescott, but he I, started, I told you on our Saturday
0: Night Radio show, I bought back into Dak after seeing that Smith was gonna play, and boy was I wrong on that one. Well,
1: you don't have to own it like I do. Uh, Michael Campanero had a great touchdown celebration. Jamie and I talked about this on the uh, Saturday Night Radio show, but it was so funny. He gave the little okay sign below the waist, which means he's allowed to hit you in the arm if he sees you. So avoid Michael Campanero. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I just, I'm not going to explain it, but it's really funny. Uh, so that's your big news for this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's talk about week 16 a little bit here. Let's talk about Blake Bortles. 26 fantasy points, and I'm going to call him bad luck Bortles because he had two almost touchdowns, D.D. Westbrook and then Oshag Hennessy, which would be O'Shaughnessy. Funny key, key and peel joke. I'm very hip. Uh, Blake Bortles had two almost touchdowns. That ended up being one-yard touchdown runs uh, shortly thereafter, one from Fournette, one from Yeldon. But, you know, it wasn't conventional, Jamie, and hopefully they don't have to go to the West Coast again. <laughs> but yeah. uh 50 pass attempts, 26 fantasy points for Bortles, and as of right now, he's the number three quarterback in fantasy with two games to play.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, two, two very ugly interceptions. Uh, one that was, uh, you know, I guess you credit Keelan Cole bounced off his hand. Um, but, uh. It was Cole's he, fault. Keenan McCardell he, chewed Cole out afterwards. That's why he's um, coach. He, uh, had, it's very similar to the game he had when he went to Arizona. Just from the, you know, ugliness of it that he kind of lucked his way into. Into his twenty-plus uh, performance, but it's now five games in a row, I think, with twenty-plus yep. uh, fantasy points.
1: Yep, and this is a good one. I mean, twenty-six—that's big. So, if you started Blake Bortles, our guys really liked him a lot. Heath did not, and and you know, to Heath's credit, he did not play well, but um, he had a gr- he had a very good game, and he's at Tennessee next week. So that's bad luck, Bortles. Could have been a lot better for Blake Bortles, but a couple of almost touchdowns. By the way, I meant to make this joke. Actually, I didn't think about it. But I should have made this, this is such a funny joke. Everybody would have laughed, Jamie. Because how many calls did we get last night about Keelan Cole?
0: Like uh, Fifteen. It's so
1: many. I mean, so many people were asking about Keelan Cole. And I made the joke on Twitter this morning just so I could copyright it, TM. Uh, people are going to go start a guy named Cole on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Right? Isn't that hilarious? Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I just, you know, I enjoyed it. Week 16 stud, week 16 dud. I've got a couple of nominees here. I'll give you mine. You Think about a week 16 stud that kind of surprised you. I'll go Bilal Powell, though. 75% owned, and, and this was a good matchup for him, and he was one of your sleepers, and he had 19 carries for 145 yards and a touchdown. He had a 57-yard touchdown run. So, yeah, Bilal Powell taking over that role at New England next week, but only started in 15% of leagues. A little deceiving this time of year, Jamie, but... Uh, Powell took advantage of a really good matchup.
0: Yeah, I believe it's now three of his last four games. He's got at least ten or more fantasy points. So, he's been their guy. It's funny, two years in a row, where he's closing the season strong, um, for the Jets and for fantasy owners. Just, we, we wished early in the season that they would have committed to him. And imagine if they would have just given one guy the touches. But, uh, just looking at his last four games, 18, 13, 13, 19, in terms of his carries. So, he's been their, you know, their go-to guy, especially with Forte not being able to practice most of the week. And Elijah McGuire this week in particular was dealing with an illness, but he was fantastic against the Chargers and just goes to show you that how much Denzel Perryman means to that run defense for, for the Chargers.
1: Absolutely. And a week 16 dud for me. Oh, do you want to give a stud? I'm sorry. Oh,
0: Garoppolo. I mean, uh. Right. Wow. He's, he's, he's awesome. You know, and, um, a lot was made about if you go back two years ago, you remember how Matt Ryan struggled in Kyle Shanahan's offense in the first year? You know, that a lot of the talk was he's getting out of the pocket too much and, um, you know, just didn't seem comfortable. And then year two, he's the MVP and they go to the Super Bowl. Imagine what Garoppolo does if he gets full understanding of this offense. He looks awesome. I mean, if, if, I know a lot of people don't get a chance to watch him, you know, the four o'clock game today gives you a little bit of a better, uh, you know, chance to see him. And it, it you know, you, you get to see the, some of the red zone plays if, if you watch red zone. He passes the eyeball test as much as anybody, you know, especially with, think about this receiving core. Marquis is a nice player. But, like, we've kind of anointed him as Jerry Rice, you know, if you just, the way we talk about him. No, He's Jerry, he's basically Jerry Rice, yeah. Yeah. John uh, Taylor you know at this, least. Huh? John Taylor at least. I don't know if you know the stat, Adam. <laughs> There's, uh, three quarterbacks that have passed for a thousand yards in the first three games for the 49ers in their history. You can probably guess who the first two are. Uh huh. Yeah, it's Young in Montana. Yeah, and, and Garoppolo's three. <laughs> you know, so, he's in re- really good company. And, you know, he's, he's clearly got a long way to go to be considered, uh, uh you know future hall of famer by far um but i think if they cuz they're going to get Pierre Garçon back and they have Goodwin now so they've developed uh a guy and have a veteran if they can add somebody there's the the free agent class is not good but let's just say they were to somehow pry Devontae Adams from Green Bay or sign Allen Robinson coming back from the torn ACL to give them you know the the traditional number one type of guy imagine how good this guy could be yeah No, he's very good.
1: I think he's a top-12 fantasy quarterback next year. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, we'll have to see how it stacks up. But Garoppolo, yeah, he's looking like a breakout in. And there was a stat they said on the broadcast today that of all the quarterbacks who have thrown uh, X amount of passes, whatever, he I think he led in fourth-quarter completion percentage or something. He had completed like 79% of his passes in the fourth quarter. He's doing a lot of great stuff. All right, Week 16 dud, Dak Prescott. And Tyron Smith had a lot to do with it. He played one series, but not everything to do with it. This was really disappointing. Uh, the pick six was a terrible throw. Uh, just, I don't know. They, they got down to the goal line and then the like, one or two yard line and had some some questionable play calling and then a penalty. And then they settled for a field goal, which I think was missed.
0: Uh, there's no excuse. I mean, it was terrible on my part. Their to, play calling was awful. They think. had first and goal from the three, down nine, and they didn't give Zeke a carry. Right. Dumb. dumb. Oh, they were down nine or eight. They were down 9, All twelve. All
1: right, that was the final score. Yeah, right. They were down nine, and yeah, I mean, it was just I don't, I don't really have anything to say. Just obviously, it's hard to have faith in Dak Prescott right now, but I, I definitely thought that Ezekiel would come back and their offense would click again, and not even close, not even close. But he, he's throwing to some bad receivers. I mean, he just has, he has bad help around him, but also didn't play very well.
0: Yeah, well, De- Dez let him down. Dez had the ball bounce off his hands and led to an interception. He yep. had the fumble that stalled one of their drives. So, yeah, it was uh, it was frustrating day. Who's it Dud for you? Uh, Stafford and Marvin Jones. You want to lump those two guys together? Golden Tate as well. Really, the entire Lions. Um, you know, give the outside of Eric Ebron. You know, give the uh, give the Bengals credit. You know, this was uh, Dave talked about this early in the week that you know he wondered if the Bengals would come to play in what uh, was most likely Marvin Jones' last. Home game as the coach of the Bengals, and they absolutely did. Uh, Stafford was terrible, and it was a game they had to win.
1: Yeah, all oh, right, they got eliminated from the playoffs. And Ebron, his emergence, it's kind of hurting Marvin Jones, who's you know he's been fine lately, but he's not getting a lot of targets. Like, he's not getting more than five targets in any game.
0: It's hurting all of them. Yeah, it really is. Stafford is. It's, it's just funny, like the one guy we've been waiting blown. for and waiting for, and now he's you know hurting the other guys that we've been counting on. I I, I wonder.
1: I wonder how people are going to feel about Ebron going into next year because he obviously was a huge breakout pick this year.
0: I believe he's a free agent. Yeah,
1: they didn't. Is
0: this okay. fourth year? Yeah, I think they declined his fifth-year option. Okay. All
1: right, taking a look at the playoff picture, the Patriots have the number one seed if they win next week against the Jets or if the Steelers lose on Christmas.
0: Uh, they have a club option on him for next year.
1: Okay. The Jaguars need to win one game next week and have the Steelers go 0-2 to get the number two seed, for the Jaguars to get the number two seed. The Chiefs clinch the AFC West. They are locked into the four seed. You know what? Instead of going through all this, let's just tell you that the teams that are at risk of resting their starters in Week 17 because they have nothing to play for in terms of the playoff picture are the Chiefs, the Patriots if the Steelers lose, and the Eagles if they win on Monday.
0: Well, if the Steelers lose, then the Jaguars are at risk of sitting. Also, no, because the Jaguars. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, if the Steel- I'm sorry. If the Steelers win. There it is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. If the Steelers win, we think the Jaguars have the three seed locked. Yes, they. I, I think the first tiebreaker, uh, when it's non-common opponents. I'm sorry. When it's non-head-to-head, is conference record, and so they would get the three seed at ten and six if they were to lose next week and the Chiefs win next week. Uh, conference record would be better for the Jaguars. Okay. Gotcha.
1: So, Eagles, Patriots, Jaguars, you gotta keep an eye on, and Chiefs. You gotta keep an eye on those teams if you're playing into Week 17. Uh, let's take a look at some running back situations. Are there changes ahead? And by ahead, I mean just in Week 17. Matt Breida kind of finished off the game, and Jarek McKinnon kind of finished off the game for the 49ers and the Vikings respectively. We talked about it last night. McKinnon's just kind of looking better than Latavius Murray right now. They've got the Bears next week. Brita is at the Rams. Do you suspect that maybe Brita or McKinnon could be usurping the starters?
0: No. Uh, I think it's just a game flow type of thing. You know, whichever guy is, is kind of doing better, they'll probably lean on the second guy maybe a little bit. If the second guy is doing better, they'll lean on him a little bit more. So in the case of McKinnon, he was doing better than Murray. Um, but Murray really for the last month had been dominating touches. And the same thing with the 49ers. Hyde has been, you know, pretty consistent with his touches. He just, you know, was having a hard time against the, uh, against the Jaguars front, whereas Brito was a little bit more shifty between the tackle.
1: Here's our email of the day at fantasyfootball at CBSI.com. It comes from Derek. On our mailbag show on Saturday, Dave Richard talked about how, you know, he used to put Tim Tebow on his roster for every championship game as a good luck charm. But Tebow's not in our player system anymore. So he decided, you know what? Everybody just get a guy who was injured on your team you know, somebody that let you down with a season long injury, stash him on your bench, drop some player, you're not gonna start. Do it on you know right before the game start. For a good luck charm. So uh I don't know who it was for I forget who it was for him, but Derek emailed us and he said, After listening to your podcast on Saturday, I decided to fill my last roster spot. I didn't have any major injuries this year, so I decided just to go with a random player with a funny name. Enter Bobo Wilson. If I would have started Bobo Wilson, he would have been my top scoring wide receiver this week. So, you picked up Bobo Wilson. You should have started him. The curse of the, of the uh Dave Richard good luck charm. Thank you, Derek. Wilson, by the way, for Tampa Bay, had one catch for 18 yards and a touchdown. Uh All right. Position review. Jamie, I wanted you to tell us when you got right and one you got wrong at each position. And you haven't even taken a bow for Deion Lewis, your start of the week yet. I'm sure we'll get to that.
0: This is for this week or for the season?
1: This week, for week 17. Okay. So, at quarterback... One you got right and and kind of your analysis of how you how you got there
0: um i guess bortles it's been, it was a little rough week for me the quarterback starts uh, cuz i thought keenan would play better than he did um i thought uh i i thought cam you know cam was my number one quarterback i thought he played better than he did um but uh, uh bortles was the one that 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 delivered you know great fantasy production again it was ugly how he got there but um You know, he'll take the 26 points. Um, I think you just got to look at him, and and he's kind of, he's kind of, I think, towing the line between where he was, you know, a couple years ago with the garbage production, because that's happened now two of the last five games where he's been over 20 fantasy points. But he's also, as we've seen, in in home games, certainly on the East Coast, he's uh he's played much better. So, uh, I I think he's uh he he ended the season as a strong fantasy quarterback.
1: I think Keelan Cole is pretty good, by the way. That guy is fast. Yep. Very good. Yeah, he looks pretty legit. All right, so the, I'll I'll just say the one you got wrong would be Cam. Okay, he was number one quarterback for you, and he was very high for all three of our guys. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, you know, just two that I had as as sit guy, as sit um candidates in in the column were Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo, and they were great. Man,
1: honestly, like you look at those two defenses that traveled across the country, and it's consistent. The Jaguars really struggle when they go across the country, and the Broncos are now zero and four. On the East Coast and and bad losses, like embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I certainly didn't expect Kirk Cousins, who currently is the number two quarterback in fantasy this week, 299 yards and three touchdowns and an end zone picks. Could have been more. I I, I didn't expect that. But but Cam, like, what do you think went wrong? It, it's so weird. Tampa Bay doesn't give up fantasy points to quarterbacks. It's It's so strange.
0: What do you think went wrong? Part part of it was, uh, was time of possession. You know, they lost the series because of the kick return touchdown. Um, Tampa Bay had a lot of long drives in the game. And, um, you know, Cam had the bad pick. Uh, that really wasn't his fault. It bounced off, uh, uh, Breslin's hand. Yeah. So just, yeah, Yeah. uh, it's, I think it's one of those fluky things because I don't think they have a very good defense.
1: No, they don't. It is very fluky. All right. Running back. You got Deion Lewis right. You crushed it. Start of the week. And he had, well, I mean, 25 carries, 24 carries, 129 yards, and a touchdown. And he caught a touchdown. First of all, how angry were you when Mike Gillislee got the goal line touchdown before Deion Lewis had either of his two touchdowns?
0: It was what I expected. I expected him to uh, to score.
1: Okay. So congratulations. It was a great start of the week. And, look, you, there was great re- – Jamie laid out all his reasons. So what's one that you didn't get right at, at running back that you were surprised by?
0: I guess Jonathan Stewart, I, I thought that uh the Panthers would really have their way with the Bucks. And Stewart was a disappointment. Um, you know, in a in a big big way. He stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he's tough to trust. But yeah, it's just the Bucks had been really bad against lead running backs. It was a bad performance by the Panthers. The game shouldn't have been as close as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about wide receiver? Who's one you got right?
0: Um, hmm. Marquis Goodwin being bad. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that, well, I don't think we've talked about it. Dave lost the bet. Dave did lose the bet. He's going to rap. Well, any good suggestions for what he's going to rap? Um, I think that they were talking about maybe Gangsta's Paradise. Uh, yes. Um, just because it's long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that, that would be great. Now, now to, to be fair, uh, this is Heat's call because it was really more the two of them in terms of making the bet. I just was, I, I, Dave and I had been kind of, you know, on opposite ends of of Mike Wallace and, and Marquise Goodwin. We were actually uh, all of us wrong because they were both bad. Um, but uh it was more the bet was more a Heath Dave thing, so Heath's going to get to make the decision.
1: Okay, and uh, a wide receiver that you were wrong on, Mike Wallace.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess if you want to say in that in that same uh same same uh, topic there, but you know I, the the redskins guys i mean you know crowder scored doxson scored um, i didn't expect them to do do really much of much of anything doxson
1: scored he had two catches for 61 yards and a touchdown he scored on a unbusted coverage but crowder i mean i think the one thing that's driven me crazy about the broncos this year is when i've watched these wide receivers catch touchdowns on them is that it's never against chris harris you know and and it wasn't here it was against bradley roby not that Ro- roby's a bad cornerback but that's why we didn't like Crowder. I mean, didn't you expect a lot of, maybe you did get a lot of Chris Harris, I don't know. But, but isn't that, wasn't that the basis for it? I mean, Chris Harris is one of the best slot cornerbacks in the league. And Crowder yep. scored a slot touchdown on, on Bradley Roby, and it's just like, I don't know what the hell they're doing.
0: Very yeah, I didn't get to see him a lot of the 49ers Giants game. Did you see a lot of Peterson on Shepard? A lot of the Cardinals Giants game. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't,
1: I honestly, didn't really notice. I, I tried to look at it, but Shepard... See, last night I told you Shepard had been uh not playing in the slot much. I saw him in the slot. I mostly noticed him in the slot. I don't know if that maybe was because Ingram got hurt. Um, So I didn't see a ton of Peterson on Shepard, but I can't say definitively either way. Okay. But I was nervous about him just because, man, Eli, Eli Manning was terrible today. He was so bad. And I thought he'd be bad. And, yeah, he was. If you told me that Irving, that Evan Ingram was gonna miss most of the game, I definitely would have thought Shepard would have a good game. He was a major disappointment. Uh tight ends. Who'd you get right at tight end? What happened? Ebron. Number one tight end right now. Tied with Gates.
0: Yeah, so you're just buying into Ebron, huh? It's hard not to. I mean, you know, he's just playing well. Targets have been there. This is now he had eight targets in the game, right? Or nine? Uh not sure. Um uh, I have it right in front of me. Yeah, uh eight. Eight targets, so it's not twenty-six targets in his last three games. It's pretty good. And what'd, he's caught twenty of them. What'd you get wrong at tight end? Oh man, <laughs> probably a lot. Um,
1: I don't think so. It was somewhat predictable day at tight end, right? I mean,
0: Gronk was good. Kelsey was good. Graham, I guess, uh, you know, he scored a touchdown. He didn't have to do a lot with it, but you know, I, I wasn't, uh I wasn't overly excited about him.
1: I think everybody was. Oh, great! Bray- great was somebody. Oh, I pr- was okay. I was gonna say everybody was wrong about Delaney Walker. He had a bad game, but Bray, yeah, he's he was bad. Yep. Meh. Nah, that's a tight end for you. Well, let's take a look at the top five top five quarterbacks this week. Um, we've talked about a lot of these guys, but right now it's Goff. We haven't talked about him. Thirty four points. Jared Goff, three hundred one yep. yards and four touchdowns. Goff, Cousins, Bortles, Garoppolo, Flacco with twenty one. How about that? Joe Flacco is tw- with twenty one fantasy
0: points. He's
1: your number five quarterback. This was a really bad week for quarterbacks.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you know, starting with the, the first, first game, um, you know, with, uh, or the first, first set of games, you know, Flacco was okay, but Keenum was bad. <laughs> Flacco's um, top
1: five right now.
0: Yeah. So Amazing. it, it, you know, Brady was bad. Breeze was bad. Ryan was bad. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, if you were to say, the, the two things I said on our video show, if you were to say that Russell Wilson had two touchdowns and that Cam Newton ran for 50 yards in a touchdown, you would think those two guys had 30-plus days. Definitely 30 Wilson. Plus point days.
1: I can't believe Wilson threw for 93 yards. His his offensive line, they, they played really, really poorly today. He was under siege the entire game. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, the Cowboys have to be completely disappointed because their defense was great. Yep, absolutely.
1: Uh So I think overall, you know, you sitting there – with a quarterback who underperformed, most people's quarterbacks underperformed because the guys who were heavily started or heavily, who scored a lot weren't really heavily started. Except maybe Bortles. I'm not sure about Golf,
0: but yeah. What do you what do you well, we, any we, Thoughts I, on Golf? I, I've heard a little bit of uh oh, I I benched Golf for Foles, or I benched Cousins for Bortles. You know, or not Bortles, but but um uh but Foles. You know, we're gonna if if Foles was a disappointment, then we're gonna be hearing a lot about that.
1: Anything you want to say about Golf, real quick?
0: He's great. I mean, you know, he, he's, he, we were, we were talking about this, uh, that there's a chance the Rams could potentially sweep the awards. What? It'd be, it'd be a surprise, but coach of the year could be McVay. I think it's probably going to be Mike Zimmer. Executive of the year could be Les Need with, you know, what he's done to make this team better. Um, MVP could be Todd Gurley. Defensive player of the year could be Aaron Donald and most improved player could be Jared Goff.
1: Hmm. Who's rookie of the year?
0: uh Farrell Cooper? No. <laughs> uh Cooper? <Cup? laughs> Kareem Hunt? Um <laughs> uh, it it's probably Camara. Camara
1: and then maybe maybe Lattimore. They could get a couple of uh get defensive and offensive player of the year there are diff- Yeah, they the they, they
0: could also Mickey Loomis could also be executive of the year because they had a great draft.
1: Yeah, they really did. Absolutely. That's the Saints. Okay, running backs, Todd Gurley, 38 fantasy points. This is probably going to be two weeks in a row unless we get a Monday night quarterback scoring 38 or more fantasy points where Todd Gurley outscores the number one quarterback in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues and standard scoring. So, you know, a lot of favor there to the quarterbacks, and Gurley, two weeks in a row, is going to be better than any
0: quarterback. Gurley so won. How about, yeah. how about this? Uh Our video host, Nick Costas going for a perfect season. No way. Yep. Wow. And he's probably going to lose. No. Yeah, with Gurley. No! Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh he's oh. he's up thirty points, standard scoring league, up thirty with uh I believe he's done. And he's facing Levion Jeffrey, and Ertz.
1: Yeah, he's probably gonna lose. Well we're gonna have him on the show on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So uh we'll hear about it. All right, Gurley, Deion Lewis, Gio Bernard, CJ Anderson, Bilal Powell. Gurley Lewis, Gio, CJ Anderson, Bilal Powell, Jamie.
0: Lewis, I expected to be good. I moved him into my top six uh, with the news that James White was out. You know, we got that after the radio show last night that uh, Adam Schefter tweeted that James White was going to be out. Sure enough, he was. Uh, Rex Burkett was out. So I thought that Lewis would have a big day. Um, and it cost me in one league because originally I had Alice Collins ranked over Lewis. I played Collins over Lewis in, in one of my leagues. But you know, it had to obviously make the rankings adjustment once, uh, you know, the, the Patriots news was announced. Bernard's the total fluke because nobody expected this with, uh, Mixon playing. And so it just goes to show you now that Gio Bernard, you know, is, is very good three weeks in a row now with a featured role. Um, you know, two games, uh, that are bookended by the, the one against the Vikings where he scored a touchdown, but that's get, gave him credit for getting fantasy production against a very tough defense. So uh, I expected Anderson and Powell to play well to different extents. Uh, Anderson was uh, right around 15 for me. Powell was number 24. Um, and ironically enough, um, this was before the news that Pirine was active. In my championship game against Heath, which Heath beat me r- regardless of this move, but I had Powell on my bench. I dropped him for Capri Bibbs. I wouldn't have played either one. I just didn't want Heath to get Bibbs in case he wanted him. But that was the guy that I dropped was Blau Powell.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, Anderson with a two-point conversion, a touchdown, and – and nineteen and 16 carries. He's getting a lot of work lately. All right, so Gurley, Lewis, Geo, Anderson, and Powell. And then you look at Geo and what he just did against the Lions. We know it's such a great matchup. So Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones got hurt. Maybe Jamal Williams becomes a starter next week. Uh Wide receivers top five, Larry Fitzgerald. Nine catches. He's number one in PPR and in standard. 119 yards and a touchdown. Uh, like s- Crowder should have a huge game next week. Yeah, please don't retire, Larry. Right? Yeah. Man, and gosh, Giants cornerbacks—it's really—it's a sad story. Who they're playing out there? The guys are really bad. Jakeem Grant for the Dolphins—he had a long touchdown, four catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Julio Jones, seven catches, 149 yards, and he came so, so close. No, no he scored. I don't think he scored. I think it was the right yeah, call. Yeah, if
0: you watch the replay, the ball was over the, the the plane.
1: He had control of it. You think? Yes. All right, fine. So you know, we'll make it let's do a stat correction for everybody. Give just give Julio the touchdown.
0: No, he he should have been credited with touchdown. So should DD Westbrook, DD Westbrook scored a touchdown too.
1: Uh so Fitzgerald, Grant, Julio Jones, Ted Ginn, and Stefan Diggs. Ted Ginn also has been pretty reliable with the hands this year, but he did drop a ball that ended up being an interception. Uh, anyway, it's Fitzgerald, Grant, Julio Jones, Ted Ginn, and, and I was surprised, Stefan Diggs is actually tied with Doxson and Cup. They all had about 60 yards and a touchdown.
0: Bad week for receivers.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: pretty bad week.
1: But Mike Mike Evans, Julio Jones, both got over 100 yards. Uh, yeah, if AJ you Green made it to your fine.
0: championship week, still starting those guys, they did not let you down.
1: AJ Green had 6 catches for 81 yards. I don't think you can complain about that. You can. But you can't. Well, you can. I don't think you can. You can. <laughs> All right. Top five tight ends. Ebron and Gates. We haven't talked about Gates. He's like two percent owned. Six for eighty one and one at the Jets.
0: It's just amazing, isn't it? I I, I wrote my uh you know, I put him in the sleepers and starts it. Uh we, we, you know, have kind of been doing the sleepers column a little bit different. We've been breaking them up by position, do a little bit more video centric. And the headline was Antonio Gates will turn back the clock and help Fantasy Owners, and sure enough, it's twenty seventeen. And if you started Antonio Gates, you were pretty happy about it.
1: What do you think, what do you think about him next week? Do they have Denver next week?
0: They have, uh, Oakland next week. Oakland. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Fire it up. Oh, you're starting him. Antonio Gates. Yeah. Uh, Gronkowski, another game. Still only what two, a great catch. two in his career. Gronk, yeah. Two in his career against the Bills without a touchdown or a hundred yards. Or was it 90 yards? Maybe it was 90. And, uh, those, one of those two games was without Brady. And George Kittle caught a touchdown. He's been a little bit more involved lately. And Travis Kelsey and Vernon Davis. So you had three Kelsey guys. Should have tied. Had two.
0: Kelsey should have had two? Yeah, he had one that hit him. He tried it looked like he could have gone up for two with two hands, but he uh he looked like he almost made a ridiculous one handed catch. He had it with his left hand, pulled it into his body, and when he was coming down, he dropped it.
1: So it's Ebron Gates, Gronk, and then a three way tie for fourth place between Kittle, Kelsey, and Vernon Davis, who only I had will, two catches.
0: I will say this about uh the 49ers, this is now three straight games for Garoppolo where a tight end has scored. Two of them yeah. were Selick one now Kittle. So when they, which is probably going to be Kittle next year, keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah. And next week is Seattle? No, it's no, the, Rams. the Rams. The Rams, yeah. All righty. So just some news and notes for you to finish the show. Uh, Nick Easton left guard for the Vikings. He broke his ankle. It's a tough loss for them. Jordy Nelson left with a shoulder injury. Richard Rogers hurt his shoulder. Uh, Keenan Allen, we don't get points for this, Jamie, but he had an interception and he ran it back about 35 yards. Do You think, well, you think we should get two points for that, maybe? Sure. What do you think, honestly? No. No, not either. Uh, the, some good celebrations, I told you about Campanero, but the Saints defense, had a team photo after a fumble recovery. Uh, Cam Newton lit a birthday candle because it's his son's birthday today. Matthew Stafford now has seven straight seasons with 4,000 passing yards. Second best streak in history of, of 4,000 passing yard seasons. Number one is Drew Brees. So, uh, you know, I, I saw Melvin Gordon had a really good game. And I, I thought he had some bust potential this week because I believe in the Jets' run defense. But he had 19 carries for 81 yards and a touchdown, three catches for 47 yards. But Muhammad Wilkerson was inactive again, and he'll be inactive again next week against the Patriots. And Leonard Williams, for the second week in a row... Left early with an injury. So it was set up for a pretty good day for for uh Melvin Gordon.
0: Depending on how things go for the Saints next week. So right now, if you recall the bet, Heath will have to eat crow if Melvin Gordon finishes as a top four running back.
1: Actual crow, yeah.
0: Actual crow. So going into the week, he was currently sixth. Let me see if this is updated. I think it is. The total stats, page.
1: Yeah, I think so, because I remember I saw Gurley's he's oh he's fourth! He's one point ahead of Kamara and Ingram. They're oh right, my so god. I'm, I'm looking
0: at the wrong thing then. Let me see if I find it just to make sure you're you're saying the right thing. Here's I what I got.
1: It. I got Gurley with three hundred and two points, Bell with two twenty six, Hunt with two twenty, Melvin Gordon with two hundred
0: and three. Yep. Uh, I see the same thing you're looking at.
1: Camara yep. and Ingram are tied with two hundred and two. One so, point behind so- him.
0: Yes! So let's just make sure we have this right. So the Saints are tied with the Panthers, correct? Yeah. And let's just say the Saints next week play Tampa Bay. Right. Let's just say the NFL decides they want to flex that game. Let's just say. Saints, it's not going to happen. Most okay, say they do. Saints box, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Panthers lose to the Falcons. Saints win the division before they even step on the field. Perfect, perfect, yeah. <laughs> the Chargers have to play. They do.
1: They do. Uh I I mean, look, it's a great matchup for Ingram and Kamara, but this is great. And you know what? I think, Jamie, you think about it, everybody knows fantasy should end in week 16. So shouldn't we just
0: end it now? Call it a bet? Wow. He hates this... week 17. So he's one point up. So he's probably going to finish ahead of one of them. Right, not necessarily. You think both Kamara and Ingram could pass Melvin Gordon in a normal week? I I think it's very possible. I, all right, let, let me give you. Let me just give you a, a touch touch number. So Melvin Gordon gets twenty three touches. His stat yeah. line will be what?
1: Okay, they are playing Oakland. He should have a pretty damn good game. He gets twenty three touches. He should have eighty five rushing, thirty two receiving, and two touchdowns
0: he's going to Well let's let's be realistic. I I that's fine. just right. So That's honestly realistic. I will say one touchdown. So fine. that's 8 11 17 points. Which would, would put him 18 up on those two guys. I'll get it done. That'll get it done. Wow. <laughs> and just let's keep in mind this too. Just 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 remember. The Chiefs may not play Kareem Hunt. Uh oh yeah. Could he's move He's 17 up. behind Hunt. Could move up. I'm gonna text Heath no. right
1: now. See how no, I'm gonna tweet him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great. I'll put. I'll do a group text here. Um, all right. So where are, did I finish the news and notes? No. Uh, Landon Collins left with a forearm injury. It's even better news for Jameson Crowder next week. Jacksonville offensive tackle Cam Robinson left with an abdominal strain. Vontez Burfict left with an injury. And Cincinnati actually had some other injuries on defense. They'll face Baltimore. Baltimore needs to win next week. They got to play, so they could be facing a pretty beat up defense. Uh, that's pretty much it for the news and notes. The almost touchdowns. Albert Wilson dropped what could have been a long touchdown pass, and Alex Smith could have had an even bigger game. Charles Clay pulled a Jesse James against New England, dropped a touchdown. Calvin Benjamin, what the? Calvin Benjamin should have caught that. Should, that was a touchdown. I mean, that should have counted as a touchdown. He did catch it. Yeah, that's what I meant. As that was
0: stupid. What do you think about Calvin Benjamin next week? Against the uh, Dolphins, Dolphins uh, number three receiver, touchdown or bust.
1: Cleveland defensive end Miles Garrett had a pick Who six Who would you callback. like to see as
0: the sixth seed in, in the AFC? Anybody but the Bills. Your choices are Chargers, Bills, Titans. Chargers. Me too.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the Ravens in your scenario would be the five seed?
0: They're going to be the five. Right.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Nobody wants oh, to play the Ravens in the playoffs. Right Tyreek Hill should have had a touchdown catch. He had an almost touchdown. Doug Baldwin dropped a touchdown, but then he caught one on the same drive. Dee Westbrook had the almost touchdown. Oshag Hennessy touched, almost touchdown. Julio Jones almost touchdown.
0: Travis Kelsey almost
1: Travis Kelsey almost touchdown. Almost touchdown. There probably are some more. Devontae Freeman, you know, to be fair, got stuffed at the goal line twice and he fumbled and on one of them. Yep. So, I, uh, you know what, Jamie, let's do a confession here. You and I had a different fit. we played different 50-50s on FanDuel <laughs> and we both had Phenomenally horrible days. I came in
0: ninety-fifth out of a hundred. Oh, I see you're ninety-five.
1: <laughs> yeah, what
0: did you I raise do? you a hundred? <laughs> one
1: hundred, last place. Oh, I uh,
0: and I I did this lineup early in the week, but no excuses. Uh I did a um, Cam, quarterback, Olson, tight end, John and Stewart, one running back, and it was miserable. Bad Everything stack. else was miserable on top. Keenan Allen St- was one of my receivers. So, um
1: Stacks are risky. Stacks are risky. Yep. All right, I hope Heath responds to this text in the next few minutes. Uh, uh,
0: I, t- I, I, I just uh, tweeted, um, as it stands right now, Melvin Gordon is the number four fantasy running back in Standard Leagues. This holds up. Heath Cummings is eating crow based on his bet with Dave Richards.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, Melvin Gordon is currently the number four running back in fantasy, one point ahead of the two Saints running backs. Outstanding. So we can talk about the games real quick. Give me one thought. Baltimore 23, Colts 16. One thought. Um I'll do it for you. Do you trust T.Y. Hilton coming off a 100-yard game against Houston in week 17? He had 175 yards and two touchdowns in the first meeting.
0: Yes. Number number three receiver with a – number two receiver. All right. Minnesota- he's he's going to finish with a 1,000 yards, which is amazing. Yeah. Good for him. Minnesota 16, Green Bay
1: 0. Thoughts?
0: Uh, Green Bay stinks. <laughs> they do. Keith uh, Case though. Kingdom will, will will be better in Week 17 if they have something to play for.
1: And brutally cold weather can be tough on offenses.
0: I don't know if that's what really he happened. Missed, he missed stealing on a big play. They he did. missed Diggs on another touchdown. He could have had a better day.
1: You know, they could go to Sam Bradford in the playoffs. They could. Bradford looks like he's going to be available.
0: They, they could, could go to Bridgewater, too.
1: Yeah, I don't see that happening. Bridgewater's uh, thrown what, like one pass and it was picked off?
0: I don't know, it'd be dumb if they made that decision either way. Kee their guy.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Atlanta and New Orleans, New Orleans with the win. New Orleans had about seven more minutes of possession than, uh, than Atlanta. Um, what do you think about Drew Brees? Only 13 fantasy points?
0: I mean, he, this is kind of what he is. You know, it, it, it uh, Michael Thomas, um, you know, the injury. Probably didn't help that he was, uh, questionable with the hamstring problem. He looked okay, but you know, you just wonder what the, uh, what the game plan was with him. But Breeze has just become a mediocre fantasy quarterback. It's
1: really weird. And he, look, he completed 75% of his passes. It- I'm
0: so curious to see the NFL playoffs with if the Falcons get in, the Saints are obviously in those two quarterbacks for their respective teams have been bad based on what the expectations have been. But if they get hot, over a four-game stretch, their teams could be awesome.
1: I disagree with you though, because I think Breeze is actually playing great
0: this year. He's just not. But what, I, those what balls. I mean is like statistically hot.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen with Breeze, just because they run the ball so much and so well. Uh It could happen with Ryan though. Uh, Breeze is Breeze is playing. It's so frustrating. I mean, the guy is playing well. I really thought he was going to have a big game this week. Twenty-one of twenty-eight for two hundred thirty-nine yards. The interception wasn't his fault. Just they just keep running it in. Uh, New England thirty-seven, Buffalo sixteen. A thought, Jamie. Um, Brady.
0: Brady's not finishing the season strong. Brandon Cooks was a disappointment. Uh, by, by the way, Charles Clay almost touched down on the Calvin Benjamin questionable play right before that. Charles Clay had a ball, hit him right in the hands, and he dropped it.
1: Yeah, I know, I said that he had a Jesse James. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, but Brady four bad games in a row, and I I'm sorry, I don't think Cooks is a is a drop dead must start right now. I agree. Yeah. Chicago 20, Cleveland 3. A thought,
0: sir. Jordan Howard's still a very good fantasy running back. Is he? I mean, what a lucky freaking day for him.
1: 22 carries, 44 yards, and two touchdowns. Fantasy. Yeah. Hey, you scored two touchdowns? You're not even a top five running back? Like, that's hard to do. We'll see where he finished in standard. He was 7th? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th. Nah, Boo. 22 for 44 and two touchdowns for him, no catches. Bad weather in that game. Hope he started the Bears DST. Washington 27 and Denver 11. A thought.
0: Um, great performance by Kirk Cousins. He was uh, that's one of the teams he's auditioning for next was year. A very good performance from him. And Capri Bibbs, yeah. Dud. I apologize for uh thinking he was going to do well.
1: No, but you knew you were basing that all on Pirine being out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I still this morning when when P Ryan was active, I still thought that Bibbs would have a role in the passing game. I thought he'd be better in PPR. I started him one of my cha- several of my you know championship consolation games, and um, I'm not sure what happened there.
1: All right, Cincinnati 26, Detroit 17.
0: Bad day all around for the Lions outside of Eric Ebron. Yeah. So I think he said it. Um, it's it's hard to call Marvin Jones and Golden Tate must start guys with everybody being involved. So. You know, I, I, think next week, very good matchup for them. Um, Green Bay. At against home. Green Bay. And, uh, at home, but you wonder what the motivation is now that they're limited. And the running backs basically just shared, but
1: Teon Green had the touchdown. He had the best game. He's kind of interesting going into this game against Green Bay.
0: He is, uh, he's a Cincinnati kid. Uh, is he? Yeah. I, I read that this week that this was a big game for him. Cool. So nice, nice of the Lions to reward him with the touchdown. Chargers
1: 14 and the Jets 7 it was a struggle, but they pulled it off. Any thoughts here? Chargers 14, Jets 7?
0: I think that the Chargers will win next week and I hope that they get into the playoffs because I would like to see them in the, uh, in the playoffs just comparatively to the Titans and the and the Bills.
1: Definitely. Robbie Anderson led the team in receiving. I
0: think... He, had, uh, he almost, he had an almost touchdown. Did he? It was uh, offensive pass interference early in the game.
1: Ah, okay. I must, I didn't get home. I had breakfast with Santa. I got home a little late. About 20 minutes late, so, you know, ho, ho, ho. Now I have an excuse. Keenan Allen, huge and a <laughs> disappointment for him. Oh, stupid writer of Die Hard. Rams 27, <laughs> Titans 23. Your number one quarterback this week right now is Jared Goff. Uh, Todd Gurley on that screen pass, the speed he showed is just, like, exemplary. He might be – is there a faster running back than Todd Gurley, like, in the open field?
0: I don't think so. Um – I'm sure, like one of the scat back guys, probably
1: maybe Kamara. I don't know, but I don't know how you get much faster than Todd Gurley.
0: David uh, Johnson's pretty fast too. Yeah. What, what do you think about Corey Davis? Six catches for 91 yards. I, I hope that's something that can, uh you know, that they can build on, get another strong performance in Week 17, and then carry that into maybe the playoffs and and, and certainly next year. So there's still hope for him. And and um, again, trends being what they are, another time this year where not with uh, Richard Matthews not having back-to-back good games.
1: Kansas City twenty nine, Miami thirteen. A thought, sir.
0: Uh, first bad game for Kenyon Drake. You know, since he's taken over the role. Um, I know why. Twenty two minutes of time of possession. Oh, well, that's a good call. Um, he's still he's. I hope he's their guy next year because he's he's definitely flashed. And you know, you haven't really said this, but you know, you you were excited about him coming out of the NFL <laughs> draft. Too. That was one yeah. of our big. uh are big things making fun of you for. Um, it Only took a year and a half, but still, you know, he he was a backup in college, and and he was a backup to enter the NFL, and he, he was most likely going to be a backup, um, without this move happening. And and clearly, the I I think I said it a couple weeks ago. I don't understand what the Dolphins were doing, not giving him more work. You didn't have to bench Jay Ajayi. You didn't have to you know sit him for extended plays. But why not feature J uh, feature Kenyon Drake a little bit more, especially in the passing game, what he's been able to show you.
1: Tampa Bay at Carolina, a thought.
0: Jameis got robbed of a big day. Um, it was his own doing, you know. But three fumbles, but uh, he threw the ball well um, and uh, missed missed having that second touchdown. But he he looked very good given the fact that uh, no OJ Howard, no Deshaun Jackson.
1: I'm gonna guess that if and I'll do this I'll do this math uh, this week. If you take away the two games that Jameis Winston got hurt in and left early, I'm thinking he's averaging over 300 passing yards per game. He's probably number one in the NFL in that. that that's my guess. But Garoppolo could be. No, no, I don't know. I, I think Jameis might be number one in that. It's crazy. 367 yards in this game.
0: Uh, I think it yeah, could be. Wow. It could be fun. You know, we had the the, the rumor mill. And we're going to. We're having the rumor mill. You know, we're in the middle of it with the coaches. Uh That John Gruden is trying to get back into the NFL potentially. That's the spot he would want to go to. Definitely. Because he's, you know he lives there. That's the team he's had success with. That could be awesome for Jameis Winston. Yeah. Arizona
1: 23, Giants nothing. Okay, San Francisco 44. Oh, Any thoughts on this game,
0: Arizona? I was disappointed with uh, the lack of use for Gallman in the passing game. You know, after what he's done. He the had last... six catches. He did? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: six for 44. I apologize. He's got... 19 catches in his last three games.
0: Yeah, what was I looking at that I didn't see that? that okay, card? let's
1: let's double-check. I could be wrong here. I was hastily putting those notes in. No, you're together.
0: right. Six for 44. I I, I'm, I overlooked that completely. I'm sorry.
1: No, he's a PPR stud. He's getting six yeah, catches no, a game. Yeah, he's, uh,
0: no, he's, he's really emerged. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, just from a feel-good standpoint, nice to see John Brown in the end zone after uh, his yeah. struggles.
1: Now, the the Cardinals had been giving up a lot of receiving yards to running backs, but I, I have to look up the stats for the Redskins. I have no idea. Oh, but CJ Anderson had like seven catches for 50 yards today out of nowhere. So yeah, Gallman is a PPR guy. If you play in Week 17, you could look at him.
0: And he led them in carries too. So yeah,
1: the future is now. San Francisco 44, Jacksonville 33. We have thoroughly discussed this game. Anything? I, I saw
0: this. This was interesting. This is the first game that's ever ended 44-33 in the NFL. No kidding. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a stat for that. And Seattle 21,
1: Dallas 12.
0: Bob, just really quick with Jacksonville, you're lucky if uh you started Leonard Fournette this week. Yep. And again, I, it should have been the DD Westbrook touchdown. Fournette got you the, the score there. So if he doesn't score, you're talking about 18 for 48, three for six fantasy points.
1: And they should, if they are trailing, which we, I don't know that we expect that next week, but it's possible, like they will go to TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon sure. had a one yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Seattle 21, Dallas 12. I confess, pretty tired today. I don't know. It's been a long weekend. I'm watching this whole game 21-12. I thought it was an eight point game. I thought it was an eight point game when it was 21-12. I'm like, alright, they still got a chance. Why, are, why aren't why are the announcers making a bigger deal out of this? They're driving deep in the territory with down by eight. This is incredible. Well, it was a nine point game. So I get it now. Uh, thoughts on this game,
0: Jamie? You know, Jimmy Graham, you're lucky scored. Yeah. One for three on one target.
1: And Dave kind of talked about this. They haven't been in the red zone a lot. Their offense is not playing well lately.
0: No. So when they're and in Thomas the red Brawls zone. Thomas Rawls look
1: better, look better than, uh, Mike Davis. Davis did have some good plays. The, the line was terrible, and he had some plays where he turned like you know no no yards into three or negative four into one, whatever. But yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a good day. Fifteen. For I thought 25 I thought a few him.
0: weeks ago I wanted to see Seattle in the playoffs because how well Russell Wilson is playing. I don't. I'm I'm tired of watching Seattle. Uh,
1: he runs around like a chicken with his head cut off every play. No, he's he's a great player. He really. I is. love him, but
0: I think but it's frustrating just, to watch. Huh?
1: It's frustrating to watch. Like the protection is so bad.
0: Yeah. No, but. He, he he really is, you know, and, and he was a legit MVP candidate. Um, and, and I do think that that uh if they can fix that offensive line, he's going to still be one of the best quarterbacks because he is. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I, I don't want to see them lose in the first round of the playoffs because their defense is falling apart. They they didn't deserve to win this game.
1: Yeah, and I I, I enjoy watching Wilson do his thing, but I also like I'm frustrated for him. <laughs>
0: yeah, like it's fun to watch, but at the same time, it's like I, well, you know what's happening every time? It's like he drops back, he spins one way. Yep. You know, he runs around, and then you know he's 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 basically begging for help. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And I'm I'm I, you know Dallas, it was so frustrating because Dez had some bonehead plays. The play calling was so stupid. Dak had the bad throw for the pick six. They they should have won this. If again, if you were to say we we hold Russell Wilson as the Cowboys, we hold Russell Wilson to 93 passing yards. How do he lose that game? <laughs> they did have a pick six. That was the difference in the game. No, I know why, but yeah, I'm saying, I know. Like, I'm just you know, saying. You, yeah. you, you, this was their season. Jerry Jones
1: walked out of the box. I know, I know, A baby. All right, we're <laughs> we're out of here. That's Jamie Eisenberg. I'm Adam Azer. We got waiver wire on Tuesday. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.